0: So we met at the beach, we went surfing, and this dude I've never heard of was just like, dude, you gotta buy my photo, and I'm like, how much? He's like, oh, four ETH, which at the time was like twelve grand. And I'm like, okay, this random guy is asking me to buy a photo for like twelve thousand bucks, and I was like, that's usually bullish when these things happen. So I was like, all right, let's do it. I don't even know who you are, but let's just do it.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Alpha Podcast, made possible by West Coast Customs and Neverland Studios, hosted by me, Jussup. Before we begin, I want to remind everybody that what you're about to hear is not financial advice nor do we endorse any of the guests or projects on the show. This is simply meant for educational purposes, and oftentimes I'm learning about these projects in real time as we're recording them. While this is brought to you by West Coast Customs and Neverland Studios, the opinions expressed are of my own or the guests, and not of the companies. So without further ado, let's tap into the episode. Cool. Welcome to the hottest Web3 podcast. Literally, because we're in the Bahamas and it's hot. It's hot. <laughs> I'm here with John. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself?
0: Yeah, John Caldwell. I work at Wave Financial. I run their NFT fund called the Non Fungible Fund. We were the first like SEC regulated NFT fund that actually buys and sells actual NFTs. That's my day job. I also have sort of a passion project. I'm a founder of Unicorn DAO under the Unicorn brand. So we're bringing like women in the LGBT community. Q community into Web3 and NFTs. How did you get into
1: Web3 and NFTs?
0: A lot of it was during COVID, honestly. Clubhouse. I think when lockdown happened, I was like, okay, well, I still need to interact with humans. What's the best way to do that? Obviously, World of Warcraft. Like jumping around Stormwind and looking for groups and, uh, you know, hanging out with people in that world. I used to do that and I was like, I I still want to do that. I can do it, you know, if transcends lockdown and COVID and viral infections. So let's do it. Um, So I got back into WoW and simultaneously, I was doing a lot of clubhouses and educating myself more and more on crypto. I was working at a layer one called Secret Network, which is like a privacy protocol. Actually, I talked to Tor on this. Cool, cool. Yeah, and I had been involved with them for a while, but got more into their marketing and doing clubhouses for them. And I saw just the, how much excitement there was around like just live conversations. About what was happening, everyone was just locked up, wanting to learn, and i was I was being stimulated by all the learning and smart people around me all of a sudden, I was just like telling all my friends like yeah th- dude, there's this thing called the Metaverse, and there's like digital assets and ownership, and they were just like you're insane like but so I found my people in clubhouse and eventually Twitter spaces and like web three and I think at one point, the first person I heard punks from was was Alan Haina, there was the mooncats like. Claiming revival thing. So I claimed a bunch of mooncats. I also claimed the Twitter handle, Mooncat Rescue. Like, while everyone was claiming mooncats, I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna claim the Twitter handle. And so I became like an admin on that community and eventually actually gave it back to Ponderware and then Rare Pizzas, which. Irvin and William and a bunch of other people were involved with yeah. snacks. Just sort of being like, this is so cool. This came out of nothing. Literally, the, I think the clubhouse room was the room about nothing. And they were like, let's do a decentralized NFT project where we buy pizza for the world. And it was total chaos, but it was it was totally a learning, fun experience. At a certain point, I bought like Cyberkongs early. I also sold them at One ETH like like an idiot i did that (laughs) with minted board apes i sold them early i don't know i didn't really know what i was doing yeah but then i got heavier and heavier into it um one day i sort of ramped up my like nft status i guess i went i was in the CryptoPunks chat i was like hanging out in there all the time this was when it was still like a lot of good information in there it's sort of gone downhill since but i was in there and justin Aversano, the photographer was like hey you surf you're vegan you want to hang out? And I was like, okay. He's like, let's meet today in Topanga. And I was like, okay. So we met at the beach, we went surfing. And this dude I've never heard of was just like, dude, you got to buy my photo. And I'm like, how much? He's like, oh, four ETH, which at the time was like 12 grand. I'm like, okay, this random guy is asking me to buy a photo for like 12,000 bucks. And I was like, that's usually bullish when these things happen. So I was like, all right, let's do it. I don't even know who you are, but let's just do it. <laughs> and you know, that was a twin flame. So those are now worth like 200 something ETH. And he was also like, you got to buy a punk. And I was on the fence about punks. So I bought my like purple hat punk. I had my eye on it that day. So I got a twin flame and a punk on the same day and just sort of, yeah, that started sort of the next level up for me in terms of once I was more integrated in the punk's community. I mean, having a punk opened up so many doors to just like the community and the the people, the builders. And then pretty quickly, I mean, I got poached out of like Discord and Twitter spaces and stuff to run Waves Non-Fungible Fund. Like they were like, you're the guy to do it. You know what you're talking about. You know DGENs, you know builders like you know the community you know artists just
1: so they let me run with it it's been really fun it's kind of crazy how much uh how many people's careers and lives kind of took off from clubhouse, from clubhouse yeah. which is now dead <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah there's a whole community
0: like i don't know like five or ten like nft type people that i know from there that are all like totally crushing it now have crazy job offers and big corporate NFT strategy jobs. And I mean, I look at it like dog years. Like if you've been in it for a year, you basically (laughs) have like a seven year career. Like it's really fun getting to talk to them and learn from them. And like, there's a few of my like, I'd consider them like NFT mentors, like Snowfro or Aaron Wright, or even a guy I work with, uh, Gerard, Jeebs. Like these are like old school crypto punk, like claimers. And just being around people like that who've been in the space for so long is
1: like super inspiring. Do you think uh I mean obviously these are worth a significant amount of money some some of these like an ape or a punk and stuff mm-hmm. like that but it also seems to hold a lot of social currency
0: Totally the first thing i noticed about having a punk and like changing my pfp was like every single other punk i dm'd would basically dm me back Right So like but most of those people get inundated with like stuff all day and yeah. you kind of can't just dm them but it was just like a access pass but it was not not codified in any type of like you know gated room or anything like that it was just because that was your pfp yeah um and then building up a little bit of like a a presence
1: personal brand presence within the chat or twitter or whatever yeah well it's interesting because like uh i mean it's almost a strategy like if you're trying to grow a personal brand or any any type of brand i mean you see uh visa when they purchased yep a punk i mean i think There still is a strategy of of looking at it and utilizing these communities. Um, I know I've seen like YouTubers go from hundred subscribers to thousands and thousands just by buying an ape and um, become. I mean, obviously it's a little harder now, but uh, you know, buying an ape even forty ETH. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, when utility, it's already here, like within more casual, like, yeah. utility terms, but I also, I'm a big fan of people who try to transcend their metaverse presence or proto-metaverse presence, and I'm borrowing that from 6529 because he, he says that we, we're in a proto-metaverse already with Twitter, Discord, yeah. whatever, and I think it's totally accurate. So you have your, like, metaverse identity, your online identity, and then you have your IRL identity and it's maybe you're like metaverse twin or you're like reflection of yourself but i really love people who who do try to transcend and bring both of those things to the table there's people you meet that are like you come to these conferences you meet them they're there they're putting themselves out there they're you know introduce you to their network stuff like that in real life and they're fun to hang out with and you bond that way but then you also have your entire life like in the digital world. So Twitter spaces now, discord, emails, now Now we're all working together on stuff. I think that takes a, a specific hybrid skill set that is maybe a little bit scarce here. Um, some people are really good at maybe one or the other. And now I'm talking even about like celebrity culture, like they're really good at, I suppose, like IRL, like identity, but they don't have the like metaverse web three identity. right? And then you have other people who are like Anon and they're really good at that, but then they meet them in person and they're just like mean and awkward. And I, it's interesting when people try to merge both. And I think those will be the next sort of superstar type
1: people, metaverse celebrities. Have you gone to a lot of conferences? Yeah. I get what you're saying significantly because you know there's like these people you see online everywhere and then you meet them in real life and it's very different. It's also funny when you meet people and they're like,
0: they almost give you attitude for not knowing who they are. And I'm like, <laughs> how the how would I ever know who you are? Like, you're an on and you're just being mean. Yeah, yeah. Those are my least
1: favorite type of people in the space. <laughs> <laughs> I, and it's, it's funny because, like, uh, there's a lot of preaching of inclusivity and stuff like that. And then you're like, then you get in real life. And, I mean, even at some of these events, it's very... Uh, exclusive and
0: yeah but it's like manufactured exclusivity like it's just it's fake it doesn't feel real to me the other side of it is like people who are early and that's their main qualification is they were earlier than you which is like that hipster meme of like oh i used to like this band when they were cool it's very similar
1: (laughs) it's the same mentality
0: (laughs) but they're also like now stinking rich anybody who is like you know in the eth presale or claim pr- punks and held them or bought apes even now and held them like, but if that's your only qualification is like you were here a year ago, I don't know. There's an element of luck to that. Um, I think you have to build up your, what your social like value a bit more like organically than just that, like by being a nice, generous person yeah. with an abundance mentality and the, the best people, like I mentioned, Aaron or Aaron, Wright Or, um, snow they're, they're, like, so giving and nice. Or even the people I only know online, like, there's been really generous people, like this guy named Kat, who just, like, they're very nice. Like, any interaction, I remember selling a divine robe loot by accident at one point. Like, I was on a conference call, and I listed this loot that was actually, like, a really grailish divine robe. And I was like, oh, my God, I just lost, like, you know... Whatever, tens of thousands of dollars. Like I was just on full tilt. I was so upset, and this a non-internet guy that I just know from chat. I don't even know his name. Is just a cat emoji. It was like, don't worry, dude. I have some divine robes. Just trade me for one of your floors, and he just gave it to me. it's Like so nice. Yeah. So the people who are early and who have like have bags and are able to just like. nice and practice abundance they seem to be the most like level-headed happy and like you know gmi type people there's other people who have made fortunes and i I suppose they're gmi if we want to talk about like codifying gmi versus ngmi but um they seem miserable
1: yeah i mean you see that a lot too i mean i've gone to a lot of these and there's some people that uh I guess just energetically, you can kind of (laughs) kind of pick it out. I think it all falls down to like somebody's pure intentions. Like, there's only so much you can try to trade on clout, and you know, like, if if you don't have to fake being nice to get somebody's attention or to be a part of their circle or and get into the club to to see Steve Aoki, (laughs) whatever it is, like, it just comes down to your pure intentions. And I think people who are kind and uh, nice like find each other. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The inclusivity, you know, it's it's important. I th- there's like groups, there's like demographics, there's genders, sexual orientations, races that might be underrepresented um because I do think this is a predominantly white cishet male kind of like frat finance type demo. Yep,
1: very much. Um yeah.
0: so there's all that, but then there's also just maybe the part that is better with inclusivity in this space is like different types of people like we respect you know like Vitalik is like our god and traditionally he's like kind of a dorkier guy like people might be like who is this guy he's wearing like a rainbow unicorn shirt or whatever like but he's like our god like we worship like the brain of this man and his thoughts and I, I think that part's cool there's a interesting inclusivity there in this space I think we can do better um I think right now there's just some growing pains within this
1: space and it moves fast. One thing about this space that doesn't get talked about is it parallels gambling culture. There's tons of studies like how gambling, uh, causes dopamine hits and stuff like that and i think there's a lot of that then i don't uh, know
0: what you mean i think my dopamine receptors are um just done at this <laughs> point i don't think i don't know if they exist anymore
1: <laughs> i mean you just said that you lost how much money on accidentally trading one so it's probably this roller coaster and then certain people get caught into that it uh, really pulls out I think, addictive mentalities. I think that is something that doesn't get talked about because you do see a lot of very unhealthy culture around the space in general, staying up significantly late and, you know, popping stimulants to just push through and mint NFTs and stuff like that. And Yeah. I think Who's that doing
0: is- that? Is there like a chat room for like amphetamine uh- NFT mentors, Gen pandas. <laughs> I
1: don't know. I mean, we, we literally call it ourselves Gens.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you. I definitely had to prioritize fitness, like working out. It sounds so basic. I need to eat because sometimes I'm in meetings like to the point where I forget to eat or I don't have time to eat. Personal relations that are outside of crypto, it's really nice to just like not talk about crypto every once in a while and be like, oh yeah, there's a whole bright, shiny, amazing world out there that isn't, like, NFT-related. And then also, yeah, just, like, having a steady, healthy lifestyle.
1: Well, I think that goes back to what you are saying, is the people who don't bridge the the in-real-life personality that they're creating and and just their life with the metaverse one. Like, it's important. You can't build a metaverse if you don't live in the real world.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and that's going back to, like, the Clubhouse thing. I mean, that's how I started in Clubhouse. I was doing, like, yoga this i was doing a room called yoga is vegan and it was about yoga and healthy lifestyle and veganism which is like a yeah it's an ethical sort of choice and it's also a health choice but yeah and i was surfing in the best places on earth because that's what i sort of did before this was like private islands and luxury surf charters oh, cool. so i was living the dream you know but um and i've had to make a sacrifice like i've i've definitely traveled less for surfing but it's also been covid so i you know yeah. And now here we are in the
1: Bahamas. Yeah, yeah. I
0: wish there was waves here. There kind of looks like there are waves, but... There ta- were
1: some. We we, uh, we did a run this morning and went to the beach uh, a little bit this way. And Tiago's a surfer, and he was saying that yeah we could surf
0: Yeah, there was there. swell yesterday. I talked to yeah. some of the boat guys, though, and they said there's like big tiger sharks out, especially Ooh. at sunset, and they were like, we, we wouldn't surf there at night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I good. checked with some locals. Yeah, good call. I was being made fun of by people. They're like, you're a surfer, and you're afraid of sharks? And I'm like... Yeah, because I've served where there are sharks, and yeah. they actually do bite people. <laughs> um, I've been asking everybody, what's the last NFT they minted? I think a quantum gem. Maybe um, there's a panelist, Melissa Alsena, who was on our NFT panel yesterday here, and she had a drop on quantum. She's a local Bahamian artist, and she oh, had her cool. first drop, and I minted one
1: of hers. Oh, yeah, I think you introduced me to her as we were walking. Yeah, yeah that's awesome.
0: So, I mean, I'm, I'm bullish on quantum, Justin's project. What they're doing with the retail space is really, really cool. They're, they have this huge like, thing on Santa Monica Promenade. People are going to be able to come in and like, buy NFTs, learn about NFTs, get avatars of themselves. It's,
1: That's cool. It's interesting. Are you predominantly Ethereum? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean,
0: a- I have some on Solana. I have some Grim Syndicate and Catalina Whale and then I have a Solarian too. No no Degen Trash Pandas? I don't. Is that, is that your project? <laughs> no, it's not okay. my project. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Solarians aren't supported on OpenSea yet. That would have definitely been, like, my bet of, like, these are going to be the thing. But it's, like, punks to apes. Like, we overthink all of this. People just like monkeys. Yeah. So, like, Solana monkey
1: business would have been the right call. I know. <laughs> I mean, even they have the, the um, I think it's Degen Apes were the big ones on Solana, too. So... Or on um,
0: Arbitrum, like small brains. Yeah. People just like the monkeys. I, if I see another monkey PFP, though, it's gonna drive me nuts. <laughs> if you don't buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Not financial advice. If what uh? What
1: are some things that you're really looking forward to in the space?
0: Gaming, obviously. Yeah. Actual metaverse stuff, where like you can actually take your assets like into multiple games and universes. Yeah. Yeah. Fashion. I think there's, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this project called DressX. I'm, their two founders are friends, but they're trying to like kind of get into that whole fashion, I don't know, like industry and take off like a couple percentage points of like the entire fashion world. And I, I think there's so much room for growth there, like AR, VR, metaverse fashion, where you own your wearables like as NFTs,
1: and then you can wear them.
0: Yeah. you can already do it now with like Snapchat filters and stuff it's yeah. cool
1: yeah yeah I've definitely seen a lot of that stuff and it's cool seeing also like fashion incorporate and I've seen tags where you can um, I've seen some of that too
0: I haven't seen that stuff have you heard the word fidgetal
1: yeah 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 it's a very awkward word it's to say day. it's awkward and cringe a little bit but
0: it'll yeah. probably be in the dictionary by the time this is on YouTube yeah yeah I, uh,
1: I've i heard it several times and I don't know if I like it to be honest <laughs> Yeah. But I get it. I understand the purpose behind it. Yeah, yeah what
0: else? What else am I excited about? Um, there's a yacht off the coast here called the Chakra. They're doing like a membership, you know, like it's a yacht share and they're like oh, cool. taking 99 members. So I guess it's within some type of more legal offering, U.S. offering. And you buy in and then you pay a yearly thing for the yacht share and you get a certain number of nights per week. Oh, that's cool. On this mega yacht. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I think they're going to NFT the membership, which then is kind of more appealing because you could buy and sell it like OTC to people. Like yeah. if if you were buying into this thing and then the number actually went up and it was like a asset rather than just a complete liability, that'd right. be cool.
1: Yeah, that'd be really cool. I want to go back to what you were saying about this the space kind of being a little bit bro frat kind of. What what do we what do you think we can do to Open it up, or even like make it less. I I think it also, from the outside looking in, it can be kind of scary to look at this space in general, and almost feel like it's exclusive. Well, I think
0: that's exactly it. Is we have to make on-ramps for people that are more fun and appealing and less like what you just said, less scary or something like So it has to be fun, cute and exciting, like for people who aren't in Web3 to come in and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to this event or this concert, or this party. And it just happens to be have some NFT Web3 like backing or sponsorship or and then that gets your foot in the door and people will come to these parties, have a lot of fun and be like, oh, it's through this thing called Unicorn or like through whatever, and, like, that'll be their first entry into the space, and then these people might be more intrigued by it, and they won't just think of, like, you know, Monkey JPEG. They'll think of, like, their experience with it and the parties and the people they met and realizing there's potentially some money to be made there or a career path to be had there. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think the events will be a big part of it. There's an education element. You know, gaming, stuff like that is... I think people have this like misconception it's mostly you know maybe like a white male like demographic or something like that but gaming is now like very ubiquitous like mobile yeah. gaming is um i think it's pretty equally split among like almost every demographic like everybody has games on their phones and plays games and um it's not just like this hardcore gamer like wow you know the guy in south park or whatever yeah yeah,
1: yeah candy crush <laughs> yeah. candy crush speaks to a lot of people
0: but you know even just retail like yeah. retail a lot of retail is driven by other demographics and there's I just I kind of think everything's going to be web threed at some point like there's, it's a disruptive technology it's like internet technology was 20 years ago everything's going to get integrated somehow into digital ownership or incentivizing users sharing in like revenue or like social revenue for other people like if you're an early adopter you you're incentivized to be early on things
1: and yeah. people and communities you know? I, yeah i think a lot of people are just not even going to be aware that they're using it it's going to be so integrated that you just don't even know
0: and that's what to me like ethereum or maybe solana is like you get you get exposure to that underlying protocol level which is like mind-blowing yeah. And insane, and that's never happened in history.
1: Awesome, man. Well, I really appreciate your time. And uh, is there a place, socials, so that people can follow you on?
0: Yeah, I mentioned I'm like sort of a vegan and a surfer. So I'm Veg Surfer. That's my handle on Twitter, or Instagram, everything. Veg Surfer. Um, yeah, just find me there. Feel free to reach out. Uh, and then, yeah, Wave Financial, Unicorn Dow. Those are my two sort of projects right now. So yeah
1: awesome man well thank you so much for your time cool yeah thank you (laughs) cool